Medicine, it's an incredibly rewarding profession. The opportunity and ability to comfort and heal the sick is an absolute privilege. But if we are not careful, this wonderful of all professions can consume us and can devour us. The healthcare environment with its packed workdays, demanding pace, time pressures, and emotional intensity can put physicians and other healthcare clinicians at risk for burnout. According to a recent Harvard report, physician burnout is, quote, a public health crisis that urgently demands attention. Is physician burnout the same thing as moral injury? And if it's not, how do they differ? And regardless, how do we take measures to prevent and ultimately cure us of this terrible condition? In this episode, we're going to review the issue of medical student physician wellness and how and why it's so applicable now. Let's get to it next. In December 2019, in the American Journal of OBGYN, a new article regarding medical education will be released. This places a focus not only on the required high-impact science-related material that must be covered in medical school curricula, but also focuses on wellness because what the data is showing is that while we are good at preparing medical students for the science and medicine of medicine, we don't do so well as educators, taking care of them mentally and emotionally, and that's why the issue of burnout has come to the forefront of attention. In recent years, the rising prevalence of burnout among clinicians is over 50% in some publications and has led to questions on how it affects access to care, patient safety, and overall care quality. Burned-out doctors are more likely to leave practice, which reduces patients' access to and continuity of care. Burnout is a long-term stress reaction marked by emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and a lack of sense of personal accomplishment. Lack of understanding of the problem is real. At medical conferences and on social media, clinicians of every specialty are quick to offer their thoughts on and remedies for this growing threat. But despite the sense of urgency and abundance of opinion, the problem itself has been scantily understood and ill-defined. One systematic review of the scientific literature found 142 different meanings for the term burnout, and that's in different areas of medicine, from surgery to primary care. But the good news is, is that this attention is growing and the focus getting even stronger and we're getting better at identifying and more importantly, preventing this condition. Here's why this matters. There's ripple effects to burnout. Burnout can also threaten patient safety and care quality when depersonalization leads to poor interactions with patients and when burned out physicians suffer from impaired attention, memory, and executive function. Now, this is a real issue. Thankfully, over the past five years, and more recently, over the past two years, the data has grown, bringing much-needed attention to the issue. Now, there are three main categories of symptoms when we talk about physician burnout. So it's important to recognize these in yourself, even starting as early as medical school. The first category is exhaustion, when you are dog-tired on one or more of the three levels of professionalism, which have to do with your energy level, your emotional capacity, and even your spiritual well-being. 
feeling or acknowledging that you are at your end, at your point of exhaustion, is a time to back away and recharge. The second category has to do with cynicism. This is when you have lost your ability to care, to empathize and connect with your patients, staff, and other co-workers. You may even blame, shame, or demonize the very people that you are in charge to care for, and you don't feel guilty about it. This is a very difficult issue, and this makes a part of what we call the hidden curriculum, what our medical students, our residents, and even our fellows see from their faculty that, again, some things can be very good, but some are not so good. And then the last category has to do with doubt. You may begin to doubt that your work really makes a difference or that you're even doing what you're supposed to do. So once again, according to the peer-reviewed data, there's three main symptoms of impending physician or even medical student burnout. And the first is exhaustion, then cynicism, and then, of course, self-doubt. Now, wait a minute, we have to stop here and pull back a minute because remember, we're only human and all of us have a breaking point. Hey, I've worked to the point of exhaustion and gotten through it okay without any kind of patient harm as far as I can tell, but that doesn't mean that I'm burnt out. So remember, it's not feeling these things in isolation. It is a continued feeling, the perpetuation, the habitual falling into this thing of exhaustion, cynicism, and of self-doubt that raises the flag. So if you thought that maybe you're in the wrong profession or in the wrong type of professional school, as some of our medical students sometimes feel in the middle of the night when they're almost at their wit's end, pull back, recharge, and self-assess and reflect whether this is a true symptom of burnout or you're just being human. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For decades, the issue has been called burnout, which, remember, isn't specific to medicine. Any discipline that's intense and high acuity can have a person suffer from burnout. But there's this new concept that's causing quite a stir, both in psychological circles and in the medical community, and that's this concept of moral injury. Now, in medicine, the concept of burnout is ever-evolving. Thought leaders contend that burnout is an inaccurate diagnosis for the condition and instead that physicians are experiencing, quote, a moral injury. Now, there was a recent 2018 publication, which was really more of a commentary, by two physicians published in Stat News. The physicians were Talbot and Dean. Simon Talbot is a reconstructive practice surgeon at Brigham and Women's Hospital and an associate professor of surgery at the Harvard Medical School. And Wendy Dean is a psychiatrist and vice president of business development and senior medical officer at the Henry Jackson Foundation for the Advancement of Military Medicine. Now remember, this is 2018, just last year. These authors stated that, quote, we believe that burnout in itself is a symptom of something larger and that something larger is our broken healthcare system. But hold on now, as I'll explain in just a minute, not all agree with the theory of these two providers. You see, the term moral injury was first applied to veterans returning from war who had mental and emotional trauma. 
Now, many feel that applying the term moral injury to healthcare is simply not responsible, that it's misleading, and that it draws attention away from veterans truly suffering from PTSD and true moral injury. Moral injury, by definition, is generally defined as perpetuating or failing to prevent or bearing witness to or learning about acts that transgress deeply held moral beliefs and expectations. This concept better describes the untenable double and triple binds that physicians can face themselves in whereby the countless roles they are expected to undertake often place them in conflict with their primary moral imperative, and that's taking care of the patient. Now, on the least involved, least invasive, if you will, moral conflict is a physician who is repetitively asked for antibiotics by a parent for their sick child. Again, we're talking about a pediatrician who wants antibiotics for their child for what we know is a viral illness. This perpetual, this recurrent issue can take a moral toll on the physician who knows that antibiotics aren't going to work, but who still succumbs to the petition of the parent in order to please them and to satisfy their, quote, patient satisfaction surveys. Now, again, remember, this is just one example on the lower end of acuity of what moral injury can look like. As these two physician commentators, Dean and Talbot, stated in their commentary, quote, most physicians enter medicine following a calling rather than a career path. They go into the field with a desire to help. Many approach it with almost a zeal, enduring lost sleep, lost years of young adulthood, and huge opportunity costs, and even some family strain for an ideal which is to help the greater good. Now, each hurdle offers a lesson in endurance in the service of one's goal, which, starting in the third year of medical school, remember, this is the author's writing, is sharply focused on ensuring the best care for one's patients. Failing to consistently meet patients' needs has a profound impact on physician well-being, and this, the author states, is a crux of this consequent moral injury, which can lead to physician and, starting with medical student, dissatisfaction. Faction, end quote. Now, these authors stress that the difference between burnout and moral injury is important because using different terminology reframes the problem and the solutions. Now, remember, not everybody agrees with Talbert and Dean, and we'll get into that in just a minute. According to those two commentators, burnout suggests that the problem resides within the individual who, in some way, is deficient. According to the authors, it implies that the individual lacks the resources or the resilience to withstand the work environment. Now, since the problem is in the individual, these commentators say, the solutions to burnout must be in the individual too. And therefore, it's the individual's personal responsibility to find and implement them. But the authors say that this is a flawed approach, and they promote their concept of moral injury, which, on the other hand, describes the challenge of simultaneously knowing what care patients need, but being at times unable to provide it due to constraints that are beyond their control. For example, do we take care of our patient, the hospital, the insurer, the EMR, the healthcare system, or our productivity metrics first? Now, there should only be one answer to that question, and of course, that's the patient. But the current business framework of medicine pressures providers, the authors state, to serve all of these other controllers at once. 
Moral injury, Dean and Talbot say, locates the source of distress in a broken system, not a broken individual, and allows us to direct solutions at the cause of distress. And in the end, the authors stay, addressing the drivers of moral injury on a larger scale may be the most effective preventative treatment for its cumulative effects among all healthcare providers. Now, bear in mind that these two concepts, burnout and moral injury, are definitely interrelated and likely coexist in the same affected provider. And, as stated before, there are critics of this moral injury concept. These critics say blaming the system is using it as a mere scapegoat and are avoiding the mindset of the provider. And there's more to come in there in just a minute. But this is what I think is the real issue here, is that physician dissatisfaction or despair, or even at the medical student level, has to do with a combination of both internal factors called burnout and extra external factors called moral injury, but it all starts with the individual's personal mindset, and that's one issue that's just recently getting attention, and it should. No doubt, these systemic external issues are major contributors to physician dissatisfaction, but they aren't the only factors causing or exacerbating the burnout problem. Let's take a step back here because I want to be on the record to say that neither one is entirely correct. The issue of internal factors alone and the issue of burnout exists on one hand and that the other hand, seemingly unconnected, is the issue of external pressures that make up moral injury. The truth is, and thankfully most psychologists now just most recently are starting to agree, that the two are not isolated living in silos, but the two issues are definitely connected and what connects the two is called the person's mindset. Now, there's two main mindsets here that we're going to discuss very briefly because I want you to grasp the difference of what makes one succeed and what helps the other fail and burn out. These two mindsets are critical. These two mindsets are the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. All right, so what's one of the root issues? Not the main issue, but one of the root issues. The underlying problem is is that we, as physicians, even starting in medical school, are pulled in too many directions. We took oaths to put the needs of our patients above all else, but over time, that priority erodes in the face of economic drivers in healthcare and competitive realities. Too often now, physicians must choose between the needs of the patients and the demands imposed by employers, productivity metrics, insurance companies, mandates to reduce leakage, and of course, satisfaction surveys. And the patients don't always win, but they can. Now, the main root of the issue here isn't that. It's the physician's mindset that we alluded to just a few moments ago. And this, I believe, is the most important factor. Stanford researcher Carol Dreck found that all of us subscribe to one of two mindsets. And this isn't just for healthcare workers. This is for anybody. One can lead to frustration and despair, while the other mindset can lead to a personal and professional growth and rewarding career. Now, in the fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, say their intelligence or their talents, are finite. This is consistent with the traditional culture of medicine, which has always taught that either have it or you don't. The fixed mindset views a difficult situation as an opportunity to fail rather than an opportunity to grow 
and learn. It says you're not good enough for that challenge, and that can easily lead to internal physician despair. But in the growth mindset, people believe that their abilities can be developed. This view creates a love of learning and fuels a drive for greater accomplishment. They view difficult situations as opportunities rather than risks of failure. So there it is. Protection of this mindset is critical starting in medical school. That's why at Texas A&M College of Medicine, starting in January 2020, a new course will be launched. This is specifically meant to help mold and protect and guide the medical student mindset as they navigate the clinical curriculum in preparation for internship and residency. This course, in fact, models and functions as a residency readiness course to get them through these difficult mindset situations. All right. Well, now let's get to the end of our podcast as we wrap this up. Lastly, now that we know what two mindsets there are and how they impact burnout and moral injury, remember that there are interventions that we can take, even as early as medical school, to help protect and guide ourselves for a more healthy self. First, as a medical student, it's important to have active and direct communication with all faculty, and there should be allowed a time to get away from the books and clinical duties and just be normal. Remember, you can't do what you love all the time because that's a quick recipe for destruction. It's important to have a life outside of medicine. Thirdly, is the opportunity that exists to get rest. It's okay to let yourself physically and emotionally recharge. And then the most critical is to have a well-developed social network, both within the medical arena and outside the medical sphere, to have a perfect work-life balance. Now, as an intern or resident, again, it's important to ask for help. And it's important that as a team, you schedule monthly provider meetings to discuss conflicts that are going on to handle them early and even difficult patient situations that can help guide the entire team to carry the load rather than one person carrying the emotional liability. It's also important to function well as a team. Just within the past year, an emerging body of data is now present that shows that team-based care not only impacts patients for the better, but helps protect all healthcare workers against this issue of burnout and moral injury. Because remember, none of us are in this alone. So there it is. Is it burnout or is it moral injury? The answer is very simple. It's both. And the connector of the two, the vaccine of this condition, is the proper mindset. So that's my charge for you as we come to the end of 2019 and as we prepare for the launch of 2020. What's your mindset? And remember, you get the opportunity to choose either the fixed mindset or the growth mindset. We'll see you on the other side of the growth mindset because it's much better on this side. Thanks for listening and being a part of our family. We'll see you next time on this podcast.